Before we start the show, I've got to tell you guys about Solace Meds. They are a premier dispensary with smoking hot deals to offer. They have four convenient locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, another off-Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DMVR bar on East Colfax. They've got some fantastic deals going on. They've also doing weekly vendor pop-ups in June. And if you head into their Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace bar or a King Cone when you mention the code as well. That's Wheat Ridge location of Solace Meds. Head in and mention DNVR20 to receive 20% off and get a free Solace bar or King Cone. Remember all these amazing deals you can take advantage of by using that promo code DNVR20 at checkout. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. Gentlemen, dunk two hands to Kola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Two run, home run, Trevor Story. Lock, end zone, touchdown. Number two for Sutton. Got it. Oh, man. That's from way downtown. And the blue arrow is flying at Pepsi Center. Scott! Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. I'm your host, Ali Monroy, and with me today I've got Zach Stevens, Nathan Rudolph or Rudo, Brendan Vote or just Vote, Andrew Creaseman. And for the people on this panel, if you retweeted the first one from Twitter, that was an incorrect one. So go retweet it again. I'm um, sorry, I, I tweeted the wrong link out, but. Unbelievable. Welcome to the not tweeting the YouTube link. Oh, I know, right? If yeah, if you're watching on Periscope, highly recommend moving over to uh YouTube. It's just a lot better, it's easier to see, and it doesn't freak out as much as the Twitter Periscope one does. So definitely check out our YouTube and you can click notifications and see all of our other content that we have going on. But Obviously, it's a Thursday. We do the show on Fridays normally, but we have a very special and important wedding happening on Saturday for the DNVR family. Brandon and Lindsay are getting married, so we had to get this out of the way today. That way we could fully prep for the weekend round of applause. Yes, we are so excited. Um, but yeah, so today it's going to be a fun topic. Obviously, Denver sports have been kind of depressing, except the Rockies. Rockies got the sweep. That's Just like exciting. we all thought, right? Just like we all yes, it up. The Rockies being the best team in June. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> Don't break our hearts. <laughs> Drew, we love you. Um, <laughs> today we are going to talk about what current players would be the best GM of the team, the best coach of the team, and the next best broadcaster for the team. This question came to us from our DNVR Lounge, DNVR Discord. Just another reason why you should join the DNVR.com. Your membership includes a free shirt as well as all of our content, and you get to be on um, in that DNVR Discord Lounge, and it's just a lot of fun. We get to just chat and have fun and talk uh so let's just start off with zach who do you think would be the broncos best gm out of the guys that are on the team right now 
you know, I, I thought around who would be. And when I thought of this guy, I said, it's over. It's over. It's Justin Simmons. He's like the general mm-hmm. manager of the Broncos defense, the quarterback of the Broncos defense, a very smart guy. But why I really came to him is you have to be able to take a step back and look at the big picture when you're a general manager. And mm-hmm. I really feel like that's what Justin does as a player uh, when he looks at his own future as well. And then also when he just looks at life he's a guy that is involved in so many different things along with football and I think that's really important for a general manager not just to be locked in on like just analytics or just how a guy is on the field or just you know how a guy is in a community you need to look at everything so I think Justin Simmons and also he's brilliant so I think that uh, falls into the GM category as well so I think he'd be a great general manager Yeah, something I love about Justin Simmons is how involved he is in the community and how involved his family is. Like, there is no cause too small that he he supports whatever he can, and he's just so personable. And I think his personality also – is goes well for a GM. He can talk to anyone. He can have great conversations and really get his point across. Like you said, he's really smart too. Um, I think Justin Simmons is a great choice as current Broncos GM, possible Broncos GM. Oh, why, thank you. Yeah, and and I think something else with, with Justin is when he talks with George Payton, the Broncos' current general manager, it just seems like like they're speaking the exact same language, so that, that certainly helps. How about Zach Stevens for general? You kind of have like a young GM look going right now, don't you? Definitely some Kyle Dubas vibes. From right? Yeah. The haircut, the, the, the background's nice. That looks like a nice office there. Look at you. Why, thank you. Maybe next we'll have to draft like GM, coach, broadcaster, all that for DNVR. Oh, I can't wait to be that. at the bottom of that. List. <laughs> <laughs> what would Rudo be when it Bat comes boy. to management R- of a mascot team? or something ridiculous? Rudo, yeah. you would be a great mascot. <laughs> I rest my case. You, you'd just be a blogger again, even in the <laughs> still just like yeah. the team blogger. Great, awesome, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Oh my God, Rudo for video coach is what we've got. Yeah, oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, there we go. I, I'm I'm going Rudo for uh for broadcaster. Mm. Watch with Rudo. I'm in, dude. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've that... pretty much done that before. Cast a decent Rocket League game. Just don't right? ask me to cast soccer, and we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did great in my championship game that I won. Ah, uh, yes. Great in that. Yeah. Not even knowing that it was a pitch or that you call it a <laughs> counterattack. Yes, great there job. they are out on the green stuff, passing it. The green stuff between each other. I, guess. I will say, Zach and Henry and Brandon have done good jobs of being broadcasters for their Madden League, uh, where they broadcast the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, so you might, Bruno, you might have some competition there, I'll but take it. <laughs> moving back to players and current players, uh Justin Simmons and some of the Broncos just came out with this like Bud Light cam. I thought is that was Showtime cam. So they pose a question a day for the players and they're recording their answers. And Justin Simmons is probably my favorite in all of those because he's so he looks at every single one very like like it's a very important question. Uh, one of the questions was, does a straw have two holes or just one? And he just like couldn't understand. You hear him walking away from the camera and someone disagreeing with. <laughs> With him and he's like but wh- what do you mean like let me explain this to you come here sit down and he's so like no I, he really has to talk things through and everything is important yeah, if you haven't watched important. those 
I recommend oh, it because they are hilarious. They're great. And he analyzes everything down to the very last detail. And that's something you need as a general manager. Something else you need is an incredibly crazy work ethic. And I think that's something mm. that Justin has. Totally. Uh, we just got crazy to be a general manager. A little bit. And a, and a definitely, definitely. Is that true in every sport? A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't want I don't want Calvin Booth or Tim Connolly's job. You know, the money sounds great. The job description sounds horrible. You can only mess it up, right? You never yeah. get any credit. I, Say goodbye I to your John family. Always job where you know you, you, your time is over and you just give yourself a promotion, keep the big paycheck coming, and you get kind of a year in partial retirement where you're still getting paid. Yeah, I'll take that one. I, I would yeah. be John Elway, I think, if you gave me that choice. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think yeah. most people would. But real quick, we have a super chat here from Nick Adams. He said, I've been a diehard Denver sports fan my whole life, and I just found you guys over the last year. I love all of the DNVR groups, but especially my abs guys, AJ Blaze, Evan Ruto, and podcast mom, Allie. Love you all. We love you, Nick. Thank you so, so much podcast for your mom. super chat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because the CNVR Avalanche podcast would sometimes, most of the time, get a little crazy, and I would have to mute Rudo during his Manscaped reads, because I'd be like, you need to calm down, sir. <laughs> we are children on the Avalanche podcast, <laughs> so we need a mom. That's just... Oh. All right. Moving on to the Avs of Rudo, who do you think would be the best GM of the current players? Look, I don't just don't mess with a good thing. So far, you make a captain your GM and it works out. So throw Gabe Landeskog in there. I think it will work out great. Um, Landeskog in particular, I think he understands the financial side of it a little mm. bit better than a lot of people. And he understands what taking a team friendly deal looks like in his history with his weird $5.571 million really specific number per year deal that he ended up taking. Uh, but he's the captain of the team already. Mostly what jamming is about is building relationships with the players, not only on your team, but the GMs of other teams and players around the league. And Landy is obviously excellent, excellent at that because he's the perfect human being. So he just runs around, does that. Plus he has the European connection. Which oh, yeah. in hockey is mm. fairly important to be from Scandinavia and, and have all those ties to be able to acquire those European players. And he was on the Spittin' Chicklets podcast, and he talked about kind of like being thrown into multiple leadership positions in the past and how he probably wasn't ready for the captain's position with the Avs and either before that um, with his – what team is that considered? It's not – what uh, team was – with Kitchener, you mean? With yes. junior team? Yeah. Junior team. Sorry, there's so many different like yeah. little positions for hockey that I'm like, which one was that? His junior team, but he stepped up to the plate and just really tried to listen to the players and, and listen to his own gut feelings, and, and that's how he leads, and he's just really good at talking to his guys and defending his guys. You know, if some cheap deal or something was happening with the NHL that the Avs weren't getting a fair shot, Landy would be in there making conversation and being like, uh-uh, take a look at this again. Selfishly, I would love Landy as GM because he also knows he's the face of the franchise right now as captain, right? So he's the guy out in front of the media every single day. He's the guy talking to you. He'll say what he has to say about whatever happened with the team. 
not like that with the current GM of Colorado Avalanche. I'll say that it is it is hard to get an interview with Joe Sackick at the moment. So that would be a nice little change on a personal note as well. But yeah, Landy, uh, he was at the time the youngest captain ever in the NHL. He he understands what it means to be a leader, both in a locker room and off the ice as much as it is on the ice, which is where being a GM is, is just, it's so hard to do. And he understands how to rely on teammates as well. I think that's one of the key parts of it. Landy is not the best player on the Colorado avalanche. And he understands that it takes a team to win games. And and he's been through really bad and yes. been through where they are now. So he's seen just all aspects of a team and Justin Simmons as well. I feel like he was there for the good of the Broncos, but is now also dealing with this rough patch and how to stay positive and how to make sure the team stays united during those tough times is really important. Yeah. All right, Drew, who do you think would be the best GM out of the current Colorado Rockies? But you knew he was going to be the answer to one of these questions. I'm going to have to play the Charlie Blackman card here. We'll do it on this one. I, I do think this is the best actually fit for him of all of it. Uh, those who know, know he's actually been involved with a lot of, uh, you know, general manager like decisions, not so much making transactions as like helping rethink the philosophy of the team, implementing like a different type of, uh, pitching machine that they take with them on the road. He studies the the Colorado Rockies already and all the weird numbers and everything about Coors Field and all those kinds of things. He thinks in those terms. He's a really, really smart guy. Uh, he's evolved into a great leader. Uh, we were talking, I think it was just yesterday on the podcast, Patrick and I were dubbing him Captain Blackman. Uh, it's time. Like if they, you know, it's there, there hasn't really been a, a true captain of this Colorado Rockies team in a long time as great as, Nolan and Cargo were um, too low for a little while. There was actually considered very captain-esque, but it's uh, Charlie Blackman's the guy. He he thinks about the game in all those ways. He knows how to get along with people. He's a good leader. Uh, he's an analytic thinker. So, yeah, I think he'd make a great GM, particularly of the Rockies. Yeah, understanding just – Coors Field in general and all of that. We had someone say that Blackman would be a great coach, but like you said, Blackman could fit a lot of these positions. He'd but... really be good at any of these jobs, yeah, but I think GM is where you'd, you'd really get the most out of him. He's the best answer for that. Um, the one thing is that I there's the kind of end point here where I, as we were talking about earlier, I doubt Charlie Blackman wants to be the general manager of the Colorado Rockies or anybody else for that matter. Um, you know, I think he's very interested in solving the puzzle now because he has to be. Uh, but once, you know, if, if you just walk away from it, <laughs> if that's an option, maybe take that also. I, maybe just don't. I don't. I, I 100% see a version of Charlie Blackman with his beautiful beard, like sitting behind a computer monitor at three in the morning with phones ringing off the hook. And he's just like. <sighs> <laughs> I've also always thought we need more general managers who can grow mohawks like that that's sort of been lacking i feel in that community you imagine charlie like in a suit <laughs> same look everything else exactly the same and just DMs really have, skinny like, little time. huge facial hair he yeah. no nah, he'd 100 hit up bednar's taylor and get the camo suit rocking for sure oh he <laughs> would he would just oh. ask bednar if he could borrow it yeah. that's true. he'd be like hey uh, you're not wearing that again so give it to me <laughs> Um, I was going to say something about Charlie, but I forgot. 
I just, yeah, it'd be, if, I feel like if Charlie could take John Elway's current position, Charlie would like that. John Elway is still like involved with the Broncos, but he could go play golf whenever he wants and have a grand time. Charlie yeah. would want to like be involved with the Rockies, but also go fishing whenever he felt like it. Totally. It, it is. It's Rudo's thing where, yeah, he wants to spend his day outside fishing and hunting and all that stuff. But then at night when he can't sleep, and he's got the great internet on his phone and he's looking through the WRC plus numbers of everybody else in the league. And that's when he sends a memo to whoever the GM is at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Okay. <laughs> All right, Brendan, who do you think would be the best GM of the nuggets from the current roster? Well, we had the nuggets president of basketball operations, Tim Connolly on our show. One of the but coolest shows. He was so awesome. So laid back. Like you guys did such a great job asking him questions. Uh, that, that was so cool. You really should check that out. We appreciate it, but you know, a great guest makes a great interview, you know, but, uh, but to that point, one of the things he mentioned was that Will Barton, he always shouts out Will Barton as a guy who you might be surprised to find out would make for a good GM. I mean, he watches a lot of basketball, Tim Connolly says. So I say surprised because I think most people would slot him in the coach sort of part of this question, you know, or even even broadcast, really. Such a great personality. Uh, teammates really seem to like him. But Tim Connolly likes to shine a light on the fact that he's a real student of the game, um, mm. watches more basketball than – I guess I haven't heard him directly compare him to anyone else on the roster, but he's the guy who he says is always watching, always learning. Um, and obviously they have that, uh, that Baltimore connection. So, so they're tight, but I think Tim's right. I'd be interested to see Will in that role. Uh, but much like Drew and Charlie here, it, Will's kind of, I think an easy answer for all three of these questions. Yeah. I think Will Will would be a good option. When you look at this team, there's a lot of like, young players so it's kind of hard to see them in other positions but i think will would be a great gm as well and yeah tim Connolly and him have that connection from baltimore and he's just known him for so long and you know you guys are mentioning connections um and like being a likable person how that can play into being a gm uh, or being a bad one as we've seen at times here in colorado so i just think will would be you know his connections with other front offices, um, you know, the players in the organization. Denver does it a little differently. Tim is close. Uh, Tim's the president, not the GM, to be clear. Yeah. But he obviously makes a lot of these roster decisions. Tim is close with a lot of the players on his roster. That's not the route a lot of GMs take. Um, I wonder if Will would take that route as well and, and be successful in it. So in the NHL, there's this rumor about the uh, the GM group chat where all the GMs just hang out and they get drunk at night and they make up trades that you regularly don't get done, but occasionally one comes through. Oh, are are these GMs wizards in the group chat too? Do they have the top memes that they're sending everybody to get on the good side, or or are they just trying to do it the old fashioned way? That's I think Landy point. is for sure a wizard in the group chat. <laughs> Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Landy's a good a good group chatter. I think he's a more person to person type of guy. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure who the best group chatter would be on the nut. Probably Barton. Honestly, one thing about the Nuggets is they've, to be blunt, they've lacked some personality. I think for quite some time, Barton has always been. I mean, he's the guy who made the ball boy walk in with the thrill national television TNT sign. So he's got some flair to him some personality to him and he's definitely not afraid to show it. So he uh, again, might make for a good broadcaster as well, but 
Barton, Barton knows basketball. Barton loves basketball. And that second part is actually what's important. You know, we joked about how crazy you have to be to take any of these gigs. The like layers one, two, and three have to be your passion for that respective sport. Because if you're not trying to be all about it 24 seven, you won't succeed. Will Barton wore the most sparkly shoes that I have ever seen in my life to one of the Nuggets games that I went to this season. He has got that flair down for sure. Look, Absolutely. if Mike Milbury can become a GM and a broadcaster, I'm convinced anyone can do it. So maybe Will, maybe Will could do both. But all right, before we get to best coach, let's talk about some DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. You know, I know the Nuggets and the Avs are done and it hurts. And a lot of people probably just aren't watching the NBA or NHL at all. But if you want to put some money on it, it makes watching these games a little more fun and DraftKings has a lot of really great bets that you can place player props live game bets you can bet on the Rockies you can bet on the first inning if if you're kind of nervous about the ending of the game and you could just bet on a few things at a time but DraftKings Sportsbook is such a great app to do so download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free credits bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game and if they do you will claim $100 in free credits being from Philadelphia I can say this maybe maybe don't bet on the Sixers <laughs> uh, hopefully hopefully you can but you know after the last two games it's a rough time over in Philadelphia and for my family at least so bet on any basketball team they just have to win so Maybe look at other teams for that one. But use that promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Strava Craft Coffee is our next sponsor, and they are one of – are true loves. Honestly, everyone at the DN at the DMVR office drinks Strava Craft Coffee. We've got the cold brew downstairs, and a lot of us get cold brew or er, their coffee sent straight to our door. Ryan and I turn it into cold brew, some of their nice. espresso and all of that, which is really great, especially in the summer. But they have little pops for your Keurig or for anything that you need. They Ooh, are really pop. just what are they called? Cake pops? Pods. Pods. I, I like pops, pops though. Pops work. Yeah. 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 You just pop it in there and then you pop the lid down. Oh, so, you know, true. that's what I call them. But you can use a promo code right now. You can use DNVR25 to get 25% off of your first order. And then if you want to subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee so you don't have to worry about ever running out of coffee, they send it straight to your door. You can use that promo code as well and you will get 20% off all of your uh, coffee every time. They're great. Check them out. Like I said, they're one of our longest sponsors and longest supporters. They're CBD-infused coffee. Go check them out. Why are you making weird faces, Rudo? I I was just thinking about like how <laughs> dumb I was at paying full price for things before I joined DNVR. <laughs> because like every sponsor we have, it's like at minimum you're getting ten percent off. It's true. And uh, so everything I purchase now is like through DNVR, and and I get a great discount. And before it's like I was just paying full price for everything, like an idiot. I guess I don't know. <laughs> 
We got we got you covered with Hassle Cattle Company, which we had some burgers the other day. Super great. You could have the Wagyu burgers here at the bar. Um, you get steaks, you get coffee, beer. What else do we have? We literally have car insurance or house insurance. Not you can all. eat, drink, you can clothe yourself with, of course, the DMVR locker. I mean, yeah, you can insure your. What can't you do? We you got can it. Buy all. a house and get it insured. It's exactly you got it exactly. all. Which the, we'll talk about that real quick because <laughs> it leads into an ad on the DMVR Avalanche podcast. Yesterday, we were talking about if you were given twenty twenty two million dollars, <laughs> what would you do? The first thing I thought of was buy a house. I was like, I would like a home. And then we had people super chatting for my house fund, like a dollar. <laughs> They're like, Allie needs a home. Get her out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just another reason why I love our community. It was hilarious. But Zach, quickly, what would you do with $22 million? Oh, boy. I guess you you invest it, right? And then you use that money just to, to live life? That's that's very smart. That is the it's smart right. option. But, but Dogecoin or GameStop? GameStop. <laughs> How about you just split Dogecoin. it into those two, and then you'll have, what, $2 billion? Yeah. <laughs> Vote, what would you do with 22 million? Uh, one time I did see Will Barton in a quarter button down print from Gucci that I'm pretty sure covers the full 22 million. It's <laughs> <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> That's all he needs. Mm -hmm. All right, Drew, what would you do with 22 million? Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know. That's what I said. That's what I was like. First thing in my mind is like buy a house. Like that's, yeah. a, that's a good. Yeah, and then ha and then just have money so that when stuff comes up and I'm like, hey, I want that, then I'll get it. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's sort of because, see, for most of my life when there's stuff, I was like, ooh, I want that. And then I remember, no, you can't have that. So I just, that's all. Just so get all those things. Yeah. So right. with $22 million, the first thing Drew would do is have $22 million. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I just let that marinate for a bit. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Ruto, were you and AJ saying you guys would get a yacht? And park it outside. Is that, that what you're no, saying? that was that was AJ's thing. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I want nothing to do with a yacht. <laughs> what would you do with twenty two million? Uh, I would buy a supercomputer. Wow, that's the most Rudo. I, I'm not surprised by that answer. Beer and supercomputer, all Rudo needs for the rest. He of He would time. do everything the exact same, but with <laughs> yeah. better processing power. Nothing would be different. You'd just be able to see my dogs destroyed toys in super HD. That's oh, all. Oh yeah. Oh Rex, Beer. really? How much are we talking? How much are we talking for a supercomputer? I don't know. Like, like consumer level, you you probably spend like fifteen, twenty thousand on one. Wow. That's okay. insane. So you pretty much have $22 million left. <laughs> yeah, that's a good choice. I, I don't know how to spend $22 million. <laughs> I know, right? That's not a... <laughs> it's a lot of money. Nah, hopefully, that much money. Even a uh, house. Like, hopefully at one point we, we all do have that money, but we can get back to the main topic of today. Um, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is off the rails single now. I'm hopeful. Come on now. We don't Supporting. know where DMVR is going to go. Um Okay, next question. Add to the DMVR suburb fund. Thank you, Nick Adams. Straight up. We're down to 21,900,999. That's what Rudo and AJ were saying. What if we had just a full block and had DNVR houses on that entire block? And then we were just all, and then we could block it off for like uh, block parties and all that. That'd be fun. This sounds like a good plan. Go in the middle of the block? What? 
do we move the bar into the middle of the block? Oh. Yeah, we just buy the Colfax. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just yeah. all of this <laughs> area. We can all live at East High School. There we go. The DNV gym. You people drink enough Breck Brew, we can buy Colfax. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Nick said, don't do any more math alive. Yeah, math, <laughs> math is a struggle. We know. The, the Avs pod has struggled with math for a while. Okay, let's move on to the next subject before this goes fully off the rails. All right, next up, we've got best coach out of the current players on each of the teams, the Rockies, Avs, the Nuggets, and the Broncos, who would be the best coach? Let's start off with you, Zach. We'll just well, go in the same order. W- when you're talking about football coaches, there's one position to look at, and that is backup quarterback. Backup quarterback is everyone's favorite position on the team, and it's also the position that turns out the most coaches in the NFL. I mean, just look at the Broncos. Gary Kubiak, the guy that helped them win their their third Super Bowl, was a backup quarterback. Now, you don't really get to see them play often, but it's it's the, if, if they're really good, they stay around the league for a long time because they're they're so bright and they can step in at any time and that's what what a coach is i mean he's got the mind right guys so i think that's what where i'm going with this and since the broncos haven't decided who their backup quarterback is i'll go with their only backup quarterback right now and that's brett rippon we saw him come in last year win a game he has the best record since peyton manning retired one and oh a perfect 1000 winning percentage so it's a strong I'm argument the guy that's got it uh, upstairs and that's brett. Guy's a winner. Guy's a winner. Undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated, baby. Get it tattooed. Uh, if he tires, you should get the undefeated tattooed right there. Oh, yeah. Maybe something like that says, like, better winning percentage than Peyton Manning or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. All right. You yeah. have to choose better head coach, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Yeah. Pr- 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 pretty quick for me. Um, I just think, I just think that that's fits Teddy more. Um, but you know, I also I, I think see... we just haven't seen we just haven't seen a lot of Drew in like Teddy's been in the league for how long like Drew's been in the league for two and a half years. I think I think and that's not a knock on Drew. I see Drew being more so of like the fiery defensive coordinator that's mm-hmm. really getting the guys going. It, it's it's nothing against Drew. I just see Teddy being kind of the the level headed guy uh, that that's going to guide the team. Not have too many highs, not have too many lows, but you need both of them. It, you know, then you want the fiery defensive coordinator to be getting you going too. I think Teddy for sure, but I also think like just maturity, like we've seen Teddy like overcome so much in the league and like go through so many different things and different teams. And so I feel like maturity in my mind, when I think of a coach plays a a big role. So that's Mm -hmm. why I go towards Teddy when we really haven't seen much of Drew in those positions. And he, he has dealt with some adversity, but like, it's just, it's only been two years. So for me, maybe Drew could be a, a good head coach, but I can't say that for sure just yet. also we, we talked about with the general manager how you have to have no life times that by 10 for a head coach of, of probably any sport but definitely a football team i mean th- there were stories of mike shanahan sleeping in his office having you know a, a bed in his office because he just never left that's what head coaches do specifically in the nfl so you have to be okay with that and one thing that we've seen from drew is he's been okay this this past year just locking himself away and focusing on football so that that could be a little tip to him 
That's true. All right, Drew. Or yeah, let's do Drew. Drew, who would be a good coach from the Rockies current roster? All right. So this answers a little bit of a cop out because uh, this person's actually held a coaching position before, and I'm going with Daniel Bard. <laughs> I think Daniel Bard is the best answer for this question. One, he's already been. Uh, you know, a mental skills coach with the Diamondbacks, it's something he's shown an ability to do is, is be a coach, work with other guys, communicate in that way. But the other thing is that in baseball, you know, managing a club is a lot less about, you know, calling plays or, or doing a lot of things that are that are done in other sports, the kind of hands on thing. It's really more about the day to day. Uh, knowing when to push the right buttons, knowing who's in a good mood, who's not, who got good sleep last night, who was out partying last night, who's really in a rhythm and needs to stay in the lineup, who needs that day of rest, all those kinds of things. And and knowing one of the reasons Bud Black has been such a great manager for the Rockies is that guys, he they know that he's been where they've been, especially the pitchers, that, that, that he's been there for the pitchers, Kyle Freeland early in his career, all the things that John Gray and our men Marquez have been able to accomplish uh, before turning 30. And that knowing, you know, what it's like to be there is huge in baseball and especially going through failure because baseball yeah. is the game of failure, right? Everyone fails more than they succeed. And except for Jacob deGrom uh, in the game of baseball and Daniel Bard, who knows better about what it feels like to have failed and to have felt like you were just never going to get it back. And lots of guys know that feeling of just feeling totally lost. And Bard can say, you think you feel lost? I was lost. Oh. Just like your connection true yes lost. <laughs> oh my god the timing of that i was like is it just me i don't he's still frozen behind the scenes okay uh i was worried it was my connection i was like what uh Ludo, he... don't don't say the word lost in your answer i guess yeah it'll dip you out oh my god he's, he's still here he's still frozen behind the scenes and it's kind of creepy he's just like <laughs> He's still talking to himself right now. He has no idea. <laughs> All right, Rudo. I think that's a good answer for the Rockies. And like Drew said, it is kind of a cop-out because he did have some sort of coaching position before. But, Rudo, who do you think would be a great coach for the Avs? I mean, I think that makes Drew's answer the best answer. But, True. Uh, but it's I've, a bit of cheating. So, not my actual answer, but I will say Nathan McKinnon does have a little bit of coaching experience. Coached an all-star game. Do not think he would be a good NHL coach to any stretch of the imagination, however. Um, I'm going to take Matt Calvert as oh. the head coach of the team. One, he's definitely a big energy guy. He's someone who's worked extremely hard and understands what it takes to not just ride your talent to get to the NHL level. Uh, two, he's rubbed elbows with people like Jared Bednar. He's been around that. He's a good old Canadian boy. Uh all that good stuff would be uh, would wear maybe a denim jacket on the bench, perhaps. So has uh, he Kale? He took care of Kale when he got yeah, to exactly. Denver. He's, he's, he's that dad figure. Well, exactly. He he would be one hundred percent the team dad, and he also I I think most Avs fans probably know this by now, but he used to babysit Jared Bednar's kids uh, back when Jared coached in the That's AHL in Columbus, and. 
honestly, coaching NHL teams often often just comes down to like babysitting children to like a certain extent. Like, so like me with the DMVR Avalanche podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly the vibe. You kind (laughs) of just keep them generally organized, and then tap people on the head when it's their time to go out on the ice. And (laughs) Calvert's got that covered, I think. So if Calvert is the team dad, is EJ the fun uncle? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> EJ would is 100% the like defensive assistant coach. There is no doubt about it. <laughs> I think it's interesting what, what you said about Mac. Like, I think that there is coaching tendencies, but he's like, he's so serious and so hard on himself when it things don't go well. He has such high expectations for himself that I wonder if that would be a big strain on the team when you have to deal with loss and when you have to deal with like helping other players overcome that themselves. Yeah. So there is, um, I compare it to our theory about Wayne Gretzky as a coach as well. When you are so naturally, unbelievably talented as a, at a sport, it's hard to become a coach because someone you're trying to tell someone to do something and your experience as Nathan McKinnon or Wayne Gretzky is what do you mean? Just skate to the open ice and score. Like just do it. It, There is no science to it for you. You just do it. And, and a player with less talent, like a Matt Calvert is like, there is no open ice. What are you talking about? I I can't get to the open ice because it doesn't exist. So yeah, it's, it's, and, and don't get me wrong. There are fantastic players that understand the game and, and can do that. Much as I love Mac, I don't think he's one of those. Well, and some, something to add on top of that, Rudo, just about the greats that do it, There, there's the talent gap between them and, and other people that just wouldn't be, they wouldn't be able to understand. But then also there's the work ethic that goes with it. These guys are totally. great because they have like an unmatched work ethic. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's when people say, well, doesn't Peyton Manning want to get into coaching? Hire him to be the Broncos offensive coordinator. Peyton doesn't want to do that because it would drive him insane not understanding what do you mean you don't want to commit every single ounce of your life to this and i actually think that would drive these guys insane like you know kobe michael all these guys they're getting to the gym like six hours before other guys that that reminds me of you mentioned kobe i mean kobe he did a good job eventually uh, coaching his daughter, but there, there's that famous Instagram post that everyone laughs at that Kobe was like kind of being mean about the six, six year old or sixth grader. I he don't hit him know, with the Mamba something. mentality. Where's your Mamba mentality? <laughs> He's he like, come on, you want to go to this other recital? You want to go to your dance recital instead of coming to a basketball game? Like right, right. even obviously it's a, it's a child. And that's why that went viral and people were like laughing at it. But like he, it didn't matter if it was a child, like his mentality is that. And right. so he would coach with that exact way. But I, and I think later on he started learning and um, he was a great coach to Gianna and her team. So, but it's, I just remember instantly that Instagram post of how serious he was. I can think, you, go ahead. I was just going to say to, to Zach's point, can you imagine getting to the gym for practice and your head coach is there before you getting shots up like two hours? Right. <laughs> exactly. It's, I mean, I think there are maybe not quite in the same way of the demands of perfection uh, coaches in the NHL currently, but there are coaches that let's face it, they have an expiration date with the team that they're on. Players will only put up with such heavy demands for perfection or, Mm -hmm. you know, physical exertion or, or whatever 
for so long. Coaches only hang around to certain coaches. Like we saw John Tortorella just left the Columbus Blue Jackets because players are only going to put up with that for so long before they revolt, basically. So it's hard to find a long-term coaching job for someone like that who's going to demand perfection. And look, if they do it and winning solves everything, great. But the second that team stops being successful, it gets really tough. I mean, we. I mean, the Avs have seen that firsthand themselves with Waugh. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of problems there, but yes, yeah. One of them is definitely, situation. definitely the the demand for playing a certain way and all of that for sure. Uh, update from Drew Creaseman. He is in the comments saying his computer died. <laughs> so his computer lost, just like he was talking wow. about loss. Um, and then Eric Weedham saying, I don't understand how I saw Zach like two hours ago. And now he looks like a completely new person. My mind is blown. Well, you're not crazy, Eric. It's I got a haircut. Fresh haircut will do that. <laughs> Ryan's getting a haircut right now. Same with Andre. It's fresh haircut wow. game for everyone wow. for the wedding. Oh, I got to get a haircut tomorrow. Now. <laughs> I thought I looked good, but. Uh, all right. Boat, let's finish off with you. Who do you think would be the best coach from the current roster of Nuggets? Yeah, well, following Rudo's logic there, I was going to say the same thing. I'm sure it's a trope at this point in, in this sort of exercise, but star players as head coaches, not really a, a great fit. I think just generally, it's exactly that. Why can't you do what I can do? Yeah. Um, so I also, so Jamal. You know, he would be able to fire the guys up, but I think there would be a little bit of that to him. Jokic, there's just not enough money in the world to get him to do that. Uh, <laughs> he simply would not. And so I'm going to go with Monte Morris, who I think, I think uh, has the respect of everyone he's ever met, um, including players who have been in the league long before him. He's friends with everyone. I'm not sure how. Uh, he sees the floor. He's a backup point guard. So like a lot like Zach was saying with the backup quarterback, <laughs> Monte has to play that position less from this standpoint of I'm better than everyone and more. How do I manipulate the, the game? How do I see the floor? Uh, how do I make my teammates better? And that obviously naturally transitions, I think, into a coach's sort of skill set or at least desired perspective. You know, Monte could talk to another Monte who cannot simply blow past guys every time and say, hey, yeah. you know, here's what you could try next time. And so uh, he's also one thing Malone is very good at, I think is he's he's really trying to develop a connection with Denver, the city itself, the fans. Uh, it's just a big sort of part of his pressers is to establish these talking points with regards to identity that the Nuggets have, trying to blend that with the identity of the city itself. Um, it's part of it, especially when you're trying to um, become a long-tenured coach. So developing that connection with the community, I can't think of a better person on the roster than Monte to do that in any community he's in, so. That's my answer. I totally agree with Monte as a great coach. Plus, like, he just – he had a different path than most of, like, the superstars in the NBA. He right. went to school for four years and exactly. then went into the NBA. Um, so just different coaches, like, different styles in that way. Uh, I'd be interested to see Faku as a yeah, coach because of how say. similar he is to Michael Malone when it comes to, like, that defensive mind. But Faku also tries and is so passionate and so intense about everything that he does. So maybe it would be like he wouldn't necessarily understand how others wouldn't have that same passion or wouldn't have that same drive as he does. I, I, it's not even about that. I just want to see Faku in a suit yelling at the refs. That's what yeah, I need yeah. in my life. 
<laughs> I mean, look, I think Malone fancies himself cut from the Faku cloth as a player, right? Yeah. And so um, does that work both ways? I mean, look, Faku, absolutely. I mean, if you're uh, – especially if you're a Spanish speaking team. I mean, the language barrier here would be rough, but obviously there's more routes to coaching basketball than just the NBA, but yeah, he would be tremendous. Of course, for a lot of the same reasons as Monte. And then also just respect of your peers, maybe not in an NBA environment, but in virtually any other basketball context, Faku's a legend. And that buys you a lot of leeway and goodwill. Two different. You just combine them. Yeah. I like that. I like that too. Going with that. <laughs> Baku's uh, new coaching mantra, Lee Will. Lee Will. Lee Will. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, those are all great answers. I really like that. I feel like we'd have some really great head coaches here in Denver off of these current teams. And that shows a lot with who is on each of these teams through thick and thin. Like these guys would are true leaders already on their team and they help uh, bring a really great aspects from each each team and each sports good way. Uh, Drew, Drew's just hanging out in Dylan's computer. Are you going to come back and join us, Drew? Or are you? He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to stay in the comments. Uh, okay, well then, Drew, will you tell me who your broadcaster is? And uh, we can come up with the debate for that one. I was going to say, this is Drew's best chance to win the week ever. <laughs> and his computer just died. Oh, no. He says it won't turn on. Oh, Unbelievable. literally dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, well. Chevalier Mortgage can help you in so many different things. Probably can't help Drew with his computer right now. But if you are looking to uh, buy a home or refinance your home, Chevalier Mortgage is perfect for that. You can win a free DMVR shirt or hat of your choice when you go to dmvrmortgage.com and you get a free consultation to discuss all of your options. We've talked about it. You all know, like I talked about on the DMVR Avalanche podcast, I just want a home. And right now, Denver is really struggling with their market it's just really intense so it's harder for buyers so you need people by your side and virginia and michael will be there they will help you every step of the way and they're just great people and they are big dmvr sports fans they love the broncos they love the abs so definitely check them out um you can go to www.dnvrmortgage.com and you can call mike directly at 970-412-2472 Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Again, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support us. But you can also, as always, subscribe to the DMVR.com. I've given you so many different reasons why. D subscribing to dmvr is so fantastic we've got that dmvr members discord called the dmvr lounge we have the dmvr bar you get perks here at the bar you get a beer a 22 ounce beer for the price of a 16 ounce beer and it's just so much fun and you really are a part of our family so if you do come to the bar definitely be sure to let us know we love to see you guys and there will be more events this summer. Obviously, we will have Rockies games on at the bar, but we're hoping to have a few more things on the bar, have a few more events. So stay tuned to all of our social channels uh, to hear when and where those will be at. Were you going to say something, Rita? I was just going to say 22 million members and we'll buy a yacht. Yes. <laughs> and you're all invited. Uh, Parked out of the bar? Rita, you're, yeah, that's more of a Brandon discussion. <laughs> But honestly, we have so many great things at DNVR, and one of them is the fact that the DNVR Avalanche podcast is about to hit 
1,000 episodes. That's insane. And someone earlier here said, like, oh, what a trash topic. You know what? Like, and and they said that about the Broncos podcast. That's what they said. Like, these guys do podcasts every day, even during the offseason. Sometimes topics, maybe they need to go a little more in-depth than them, but that's because it's literally five days a week for those diehard uh, supporters. So definitely just go check out the DMVR.com. Rocky's game, but wait, don't leave. He's joking about your pitch. There are <laughs> oh. Rocky's games, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Drew, I see, I need you here on the show to say that. Uh, Man, he the is Rocky very games sad. are great until like the seventh inning. Okay. Home games. Come down to the DMVR bar during home games or go to Coors Field, but those are fun. You're also just like well positioned to drink off potential sorrow. You know what I mean? You're right there, front row seat. So why not? Okay, moving on to our final topic of the day. Who would be the best broadcaster from each of the current rosters? Zach, who would be the best broadcaster from the Broncos team? Would it be Shelby Harris? Oh, oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, I don't need the Tony Romo going to dissect the Mm -hmm. play, the X's and O's. I want entertainment. Isn't that why at the end of the day, why we're all watching sports is to be entertained and hopefully have a good time doing it. That's one thing that Shelby Harris will absolutely do. And obviously he knows plenty about football to also break down the X's and O's. But man, just last week, him being on the podcast, it was 100% fun. And that's what he would bring to a broadcast booth. So without a doubt, I'm going Shelby. He is fantastic. Coming here to the bar, and he did Three Ring Circus, another show, an interview, an episode you guys should tune into. He was just having a blast, and on these Bud Light Showtime camps, he is just being thrown under the bus for all of them. And he's like, hey, I'm sensitive, but he's just so (laughs) funny, and the team obviously loves him and loves being around him, that I agree. His energy, he would be so great on a broadcast team. Yeah, what is up with his teammates doing that to him? I mean, they said he he was the teammate that they wouldn't let date their sister. That throws some, obviously, red flags. But he has four kids and a wife. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a good candidate. When he came to the to bar, when he came to the bar, I was like, or we asked, like, why are you... Uh, why did your teammates say that? We are, we were all wondering. And he's like, yeah, my wife was also wondering. Like, <laughs> I got in trouble at home as to why none of my teammates would want me to date their sisters. And then yesterday, he's uh, he's voted as the uh, ugliest baby or ugliest kid growing up. It's like, wow, just taking shots at Shelby. <laughs> And then they attached his pictures. (laughs) Yes, they did. I guess to be fair, though, to be a broadcaster, looks don't matter. Although Shelby's not a bad looking guy, but just that doesn't matter. A face for radio is okay sometimes. All right. (laughs) Right. By the way, Zach Stevens um, relaying roster moves on Twitter while doing TDSP. Very impressive. (laughs) Three minutes ago, the Broncos have officially waived Connor Mack stuff. Wow, Zach, got to break the news on here too. Might as well. It's true. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, you know, the, the punter that everyone likes. Max Duffy, 28 year old rookie, no longer on the Broncos. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. Very sad. One way to get to the press box, maybe do some announcing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Max Duffy should have been your answer. He's first in line. Seriously. Uh, 
Okay, Shelby Harris, I think that is just a great one, especially just because we just had him on a show and he did so great. But if you want to hear more from Shelby Harris, him and Brandon Cristal have a podcast that they just launched, and it's going to be interviewing players and all that stuff. And the energy he brought on to the DMVR Broncos podcast was so great. I have no doubt that that podcast is going to be awesome. So definitely go listen to that as well. Um, all right, Rudo, who would be the best broadcaster? Uh, I, I have two answers. One, because of how international hockey is. I think Miko Rantanen would be a great announcer, but on a Finnish broadcast, something like that, obviously as famous one-liners like his boys are hot line and, and many other things like that. He's also pretty good chatter when he wants to be. He's given me some good quotes over the years. So I think Miko would be fun on a Finnish one. Uh, you get him over there doing the international ones. But for an uh, English broadcast, I'm going with the young child himself, Bone Byram, because wow. that kid has a mouth on him. That good? dude can run his mouth. <laughs> Uh, is that good and definition bad? of good yeah uh <laughs> definitely going to be the the color commentator not the play-by-play guy for sure but uh yeah maybe even drifting into like twitch levels of trash talk broadcasting but still extremely entertaining from a broadcast standpoint. I think it would be absolutely awesome to listen to, to Bo just run his mouth about uh, other random players in the NHL. Oh my God. That's so funny. When you said the young child, I thought kill McCarr. No, McCarr would be an awful broadcaster. <laughs> Why? He might be like my last choice. McCarr, McCarr is in the role that's perfect for him. Yeah, exactly. He's doing exactly what he should be. Doing. Yep. yep. That dude is going to be a, unbelievably good hockey player for decades to come and then he's going to retire and not do like anything front office wise or broadcasting or any of that for sure okay all right Bo and byram now i'm gonna have to go like listen to some of his interviews to see because i'm very intrigued <laughs> he likes to run his mouth uh, go, uh, look up some of his old uh mic'd up junior games because he will he will run his mouth for sure Zach, do you think Vaughn Miller would be a good uh, broadcaster? He's kind yeah, of taken I, that role in a few events mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was thinking about him. And, boy, he is someone that you would want the camera on because he would come with dressed like, like crazy in a good way. You know, he'd have the Cam Newton style of fashion. We've seen him at the Kentucky Derby a couple of times. And, yeah, he would be very entertaining as well. But like Rudo said, most of these guys probably pulling for the color commentator spot, not uh, n- not the other role. Yeah. I and I think sometimes it depends on certain settings. Vaughn can Vaughn can be a little shy while Shelby is just very like loud and open and ready to talk to anyone. Yes, he can always talk. Uh, all right, though, who would be the best broadcaster on the Nuggets? I'm gonna go with JaVale McGee. And I'm gonna say that he would be better if he were the broadcaster for like a really bad team. Um <laughs> Because I think he would lose the plot often, very quick and early into games. He would uh, devolve into highly entertaining and possibly sensitive anecdotes that no one wanted him to share from his time in the league. Um, I think you're not a good announcer for a bad team unless you have some insufferable, irrelevant anecdotes or just talking points. And like he could go, he could hit Bitcoin like really hard for an entire garbage time. So, yeah, and just the small chance that he accidentally says something that was off the record. 
I'm, I'm, I'm in. He's also like, a, I made a bunch of jokes about him being a loose cannon, but by all accounts, I don't know him well, haven't gotten to cover him in person. By all accounts, a very smart guy, lively guy. Would, so he'd be good. Would it be some kind of like twisted justice if JaVale McGee got a shacked and a fool segment for like the rest of his career? Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's something poetic about that for sure. For sure. When, when I think describing it, he, it really reminds me of Bill Walton. Yeah, uh, well, right. games. Yeah, absolutely. Like That's, I was gonna ask that. Is there out of all the people we've talked about or on the, any team, is there like a Bill Walton type? Mm. Bill Walton might be one on one. Oh, I believe it. I honestly like Bill Walton Bill Walton is a trip, but when he's uh a broadcaster for Buffs games, I can't. I'm like Bill, I want to watch the game. If he's sure. a broadcaster for any other team, then I'm like, oh, this is so entertaining. But for my team, I'm like Bill, stop talking about getting high in the Rocky Mountains. He, he could be calling a Nuggets game and just start talking about the Pac-12. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! And he talks about pasta jays a lot. <laughs> oh, Bill Walton is one of a kind. But all right, I, I like the list we came up with. This was such a fun topic, getting to just uh, see a little bit more of the players and their personalities based off of the people who cover them and, and talk to them and all that stuff. So thank you so much for the question in the DNVR Lounge. Obviously, it is off-season for pretty much every team except the Rockies. Broncos, they just finished their training – or they just finished mini camps, but now we're waiting for training camp. So if you guys have any – Great questions that you want a panel of Nuggets, Avs, Rockies, and Nuggets to talk about. Totally let me know. Tweet at me, anything like that. Also, for Buffs and Rams, because we've got some college stuff coming up soon. Soon. I almost just choked. Um, <laughs> Coming up soon, so definitely let me know. Okay, Drew Creaseman here in the comments saying he would choose Ryan McMahon as a great Rockies broadcaster. He's charismatic, funny, personable, smart, knows the game, likes people, is already media savvy and extremely articulate, and he's got the good looks for TV. What can't Ryan McMahon do right now? <laughs> Start I don't know Drew's laptop. Yeah, true. <laughs> exactly. True. Drew, thank you for adding your input in the comments. We are sorry your computer is legit just what not turning on. Um maybe for some good content though, Allie. Like this is this is a nice fun end to the show. Maybe get that figured out before Rocky's game. Uh but uh the Rockies are sending oh, send him to the all-star game. Yes, go vote. I think can people still vote? Yes. Michaela can sub in right here. Yes, people can still vote. Go vote for Ryan McMahon. All right. All the silliness on a Thursday for a normal Friday show. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for hanging out with us, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.